Good morning. Welcome to Elmden Church, the church in the park, on this Mothering Sunday. But especially, we know now, that the church is not a building. But the people who are scattered around, scattered around the whole parish and beyond, wherever we are, we meet in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we will join in our worship with our first song, which is Behold Our God. Come, let 
Fantastic. Good singing. Hello, my name is Karen and I'll be leading today. And it would be great to hear your news, your birthdays, whatever's going on. And if you could add anything to the comments section, then Miriam and Dan are looking after and responding to that for us today. Um, And we already know that Loxley Doyle, you are three on Monday. So, happy birthday for Monday. And we would all sing, but we're not allowed to. But happy birthday anyway. Um, Yep, there is quite a lag, so if you can get those bits of news in sort of quick, that would be good. Now, Elizabeth is going to be reading the next of Jesus' parables for us today. So, there's time for you to go and run and get a Bible if you want to read along with her. And then Toby's going to expand his thoughts on what the parable is all about. Miriam's going to lead us in prayer, and Emma's going to lead us in music, and Richard is doing all the technical stuff that makes it all work. There's various things to help us work our way through the parable. The craft pack is available. If you haven't got it already, it's online on our website and the questions, and the Bible groups in the week. And if you want to join in with one of those, then email the rector. His uh, email address will be somewhere on our website. And uh, get yourself involved. And keep up with everything, with what's what. There's the prayer sheet with the notices on, and all the information about Easter. So, have we had any more birthdays? No? So, happy birthday to Loxley then. Okay, so, let's come before the Lord in confession. We'll join together in confession. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So sure of reconciliation through the death of his son, We confess our sins to God. For all the times we have gone our own way. Father, forgive us. You tell us to follow you. For all the times we have put ourselves before you and our service to others. Father, forgive us. You tell us to love. For all the times we've been selfish with the things that you give us. Father, forgive us. You tell us to share. 
to follow you, to love you, to love others and share with them. Father, forgive us. You tell us to change. May Almighty God, who sent his Son into the world to save sinners, bring us his pardon and peace, now and forever. Amen. And now uh, Elizabeth will uh, read for us. This morning's reading is from Matthew chapter 25 and we're starting to read at verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money, to another, two talents, and another, one talent, each according to their ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man he had re- who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you have entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained you two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Let us pray. Father God, open our ears that we might hear you. Open our hearts, Lord, that we might receive Open our eyes, Father, that we might see you, and open our lives and use them for your glory. 
These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. Matthew chapter 25, verse 13, that's how our reading finished last Sunday. Jesus said, you'll remember, keep watch, be prepared and get ready. Don't delay, seize the day. Keep watch, for Jesus is coming. Well, that was the reading immediately before this one. That's how we finished last time, but it left us with a very obvious question, which is how should we keep watch? What does it mean to be prepared when Jesus comes in his glory to judge and to save? How should we be ready to meet him? A question that was left hanging last week. Well, there's a poem that's read at funerals sometimes. Maybe you know it, and the title of the poem is The Dash. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. Well, it's a secular poem. It's a humanistic poem, but it touches on something that could also apply to this reading this morning. When your eulogy is being read, when your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you lived your dash? Would you? Well, friends, plainly it's not about pride, rather it is about loving and trustful obedience. But when Jesus says, keep watch, he's telling us that the way to prepare for his coming is to use the time that's given us here, wisely and well. Use the dash. This time that we have here on earth by God's grace, it's not just a time spent waiting to get to heaven, as people used to call it, though we know from our study of the book of Revelation last year that our destination ultimately is in fact the life of the redeemed in a new heaven and a new earth. When Jesus says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour, he is telling us to use this life to prepare for his coming to use it in his service both wisely and well. How then should we do that? How should we keep watch? Well, Jesus, in this passage, he is speaking about using the time well in general, but I think there are some legitimate and specific applications in this passage. We can sum them up like this. Commitment to Jesus, following him, knowing him. Growth in Christ-likeness. And compassion for the lost. That's how we use the time well. That is how we watch and pray. 
it says in our reading today, Matthew chapter 25, verses 24 to 25, the man who had received one bag said, Master, I know that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. I went out. I hid your gold in the ground. Well, I don't know about you, but I tend to find that there are three responses to gospel conversations. Some people, actually, they really want to tell you what they think or what they really would like God to be like. And frankly, they can't really be bothered with the gold that you are offering them because they're far too keen to give you their paltry pebbles for our edification. Whereas other people, they're just not interested at all. They might hear you politely most of the time, but you know full well they're not really listening. Their ears might as well be stopped up with wax. All of them. Ultimately, they're afraid of the truth. Each of them in their own way, whether it is through too much talking or not enough listening, what they're trying to do is shut the truth out. What does Jesus say to them in this parable that we're looking at today? I should say, of course, that there is also a third response to the gospel, which is to listen to it, to be converted by it, or at least to do as the Athenians do in Acts chapter 17, say, well, we want to hear you again on this subject. That's a good use of the time. God calls his people to the people whom God is calling. Well, he calls us to commitment, and commitment to Jesus means conversion. And conversion to Jesus leads to growth in Christlikeness, growing more like him, because when we believe, God's Holy Spirit comes to live in us, here in our hearts. And God's Holy Spirit changes us. He makes us more like him. So is your life showing more and more godly behavior? Are you using this time both wisely and well? And if you are, Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. And then it follows then it follows inexorably as night will follow the day. If you are a converted follower of Jesus Christ, if God's Holy Spirit is truly working in you, then you will inevitably have a heart that is full of compassion for the lost. You'll want to see them saved. You'll long to see them redeemed. No question about it, but that you will. So you will become all things to all people, though with integrity always, of course, if it allows you to point them to the forgiveness we find in Jesus Christ, the new life that we find in him. Well done, good and faithful servant. 
You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. In fact, in this parable, Jesus says that twice, exactly the same words in verse 21 and in verse 23 for both of those first two servants. It is all about using the time well. That's how we will be prepared when Jesus comes. That's how we are to watch and to pray for his coming. So if you don't know Jesus yet... Friends, just cry out. Lord Jesus, come into my life now, I pray. It is, after all, the most important thing you will ever do, a thing of eternal significance. And when you've done this, you can know that God's Holy Spirit will be working in you, and over time, your life and your behavior will change, I promise you, and others will see it. And one thing you will certainly notice is that you'll have a new compassion for the lost. You'll want to share your faith with them. You'll make opportunities to do just that. And it will be compelling because of the new joy that you have in your heart. At the end of our reading today, Jesus says, Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they do have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew chapter 25, verses 29 and 30. Please, please, never let these words be spoken over you by the power of the Holy Spirit all the powers in your hands my friends and when the time is over and King Jesus is here what are you going to show for it well done you good and faithful servant welcome King Jesus let us pray Father God, let your words dwell richly within us, we pray. May your spirit illuminate it, this word. May your spirit turn us to new or renewed commitment to Jesus Christ, your son. To a growing Christ-likeness and a deep compassion for those lost in darkness. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We come to our next song, Good News. Good news. Jesus is coming back soon. Be ready to meet him as he comes.
know, good news, good words. And after all that excitement, we can calm ourselves down as we turn to prayer. And Miriam is going to lead us in our prayers today. Morning, everyone. We're going to pray together now, and there will be the standard responses in the middle of the prayers of, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let's pray together now. Heavenly Father, thank you for what we have heard from the Bible this morning. Thank you for all of the blessings that you have given us as a church and that we are still able to worship together. Lord, it's sometimes a struggle to fully engage with what we hear when the services are are online. So I pray that you will help us by your Holy Spirit to continue thinking about what this parable means for us. Help us to remember what we have been taught this morning as we go into the new week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our world, Heavenly Father, and ask that you bring peace. Please, God, bring peace to the violent political conflict in Myanmar following the military coup last month. Please raise up leaders for this country who have integrity, compassion and a positive vision for the future. Please raise up Christians to lead by example, showing empathy to their neighbours and serving the poor and the outcast. We also pray for the horrendous situation in China, where the Uyghur people are detained in labour camps and prisons. Please intervene to protect this people group from the racist abuse and genocide that they face. Please rescue them from the inhumane conditions at the cotton farms and re-education centres. Please God protect Uyghur Christians and bring them comfort. Enable them to shine light in this dark situation and remain secure in hope for the life that you have promised them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we pray for our local community and all the children and young people who are returning to school over the next week. We pray for protection over the staff and kids. Please keep them safe from an increased spreading of COVID-19 and enable wisdom for staff as they implement government policies. Please give everybody perseverance as they get used to the changes that need to be made, such as wearing face masks during lessons. Please give everyone energy and patience and enable schools to be an encouraging, positive environment where children feel safe and are able to learn. For those of us without children, help us to find ways to support families and parents during this challenging time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We end our time of prayer today saying together the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And so as we come to the end of our time together today, we'll sing, we'll sing again. 
Hear the call of the kingdom. of the kingdom we are called and we are loved by God the Father and kept safe by Jesus Christ and so may mercy, peace and love be ours in abundance from God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with us all forevermore Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.